Did you notice? Did you notice the words as we read through the scripture? Did you notice the words in the songs that were pointing to something bigger? Something bigger than what's just here? I mean, this song, Come Thou Long-Expected Jesus, Born to Set Thy People Free. What a song to sing on Christmas Day. It's referencing the birth of Jesus, but it's also looking ahead to the return of Jesus while it invites us, invites Jesus to rule in our hearts between that first and second coming. Did you notice that? We're waiting even now here in 2022, Christmas 2022, we're waiting again for a breaking in of God. We're waiting in our world for the divine and for the sacred to enter into our world. We're waiting for Jesus to come again. Anybody here waiting for Jesus to come again? Like we're longing for it. Yeah, whoever that child was, love you so much, right? We're longing for that. And you know, so many times... We read the Christmas story. Maybe we do it at home. Maybe we do it here at, in the church building. Maybe wherever we read it. And, and we cut the parts out because, you know, we don't want to take up too much time. And so we mostly just read the bits about, about Mary. And we throw some shepherds in. And we go lying in a manger. And we set up the little nativity scene with the little figures. And the wise men keep falling over. But we stand them up again, you know, even though they weren't actually there at that first. I mean, it's just, you know, we just shrink the whole thing down and then we sing joy to the world, right? And we don't even notice, we don't even notice the line that says, and heaven and nature sing. I mean, have you thought about that? Heaven and nature singing. All of creation, all of the universe breaking out in song. At what has just happened. At God stepping into our world. Most of the time, we don't even read the prophecies. It's too long. There's a lot of words there. And you know what? They're important. And because they point to a reality. They point to a world that is bigger than this one. And so in the scriptures that we just read, it was an angel. Say that with me. An angel. An angel, you're not saying it with me, an angel, okay, an actual angel told, told Zechariah, a priest who was just doing his job, tells him that his son will be John the Baptist and he is going to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. What? It's this promise that God was going to break into the world, that the Lord was coming, that the supernatural was going to come into the natural, and the divine and the sacred were going to come right into the secular of this world. He said, get this, the angel said that that baby was going to be filled with God's spirit before he was even born. What? The divine the sacred, right within the regular world. And then that, that same angel told Mary, then went to Mary, and told her that her son, Jesus, would reign forever. Not just be born, 
but he would reign forever. His kingdom will never end. That's, that's huge. I mean, that speaks to a world that is far beyond this one. It speaks to infinity and eternity. And then you see the story of the, the two women coming together, right? And Elizabeth, she's pregnant with John the Baptist. And Mary, she's pregnant with Jesus. And, and Elizabeth sees Mary. And as soon as she sees her, the baby just leaps inside. This is that filling of the Spirit that the angel told Zechariah was going to happen. That baby's been filled with the Spirit of God in his mother's womb. And then Elizabeth herself, it says, is filled with the divine spirit of God. And she prophesies to Mary and she says, Mary, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are so blessed because you believed. You believed in something bigger. You believed in something that was unbelievable. You believed in something, Mary, that an angel told you. An angel. And then, Mary, you said, okay. Okay, God. Do with me what you want. And then Mary's song, the Magnificat, it's, it's called, her response just has so much more to it than most of us realize. We remember, you know, my soul magnifies the Lord, and then we just sort of trail off. But she said things like, he shows, God shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and he has exalted, lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. I mean, Mary, she's pregnant and she's talking about this baby, but she's talking about far more than that. She's talking about a world that gets turned upside down power structures that get turned upside down because God, because God's kingdom is breaking into this world. And then, and then John the Baptist is born and his dad, Zechariah, he's got more of the same. He comes out with a, a prophetic song and he says that the morning light from heaven is breaking into the darkness. This is, this is not just a baby. This is not just a stable, not just, you know, and an innkeeper and some shepherds and wise men that keep tipping over. This is the story of something bigger. This is the story of God breaking in, God stepping in to our world and becoming present in a tangible and accessible way to us right here in our world. And then the story just climaxes. It just comes to a peak with, with angels, a whole choir of them, just, just up in the sky, up in the clouds, and they're singing. What are they singing? You want to say it with me? Peace on earth, goodwill to man. Some of you are like, I wasn't sure what the angels said. Now you know, ready? Peace on earth, goodwill to men. And some of the women are going, what about the women? To humanity, okay? Let's make it to humanity. You ready? Peace on earth, goodwill to 
humanity. This is what a choir of angels is declaring in the sky. I mean, did you notice all that? This, this is about God breaking in. This is about hope coming into a world where there's a lot of despair. This is about light pushing back darkness. This is about love taking a stand against hate. This is about making things right where there's injustice. But it doesn't always feel like that, does it? I mean, Christmas Day, I mean, we're really happy to be here. We're happy to be together, all of those things. But can we, can we acknowledge, can we say out loud, Christmas Day is not joyful for everybody? Christmas Day is not joyful for everybody this year. I mean, our world, whew, this planet is struggling. I don't know if anybody's noticed that, right? We read the headlines in our world, and we see, we see war in Ukraine, and we see food crises in different places of the world, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, in Yemen, in Kenya, in Somalia. We see chaos and violence in Haiti. We see floods in Malaysia. We see women barred from education in Afghanistan. We see persecution of Christians in Iran and in China. And then we go, okay, well, that's just, you know, how about our, our closer world? How about, how about Canada? How about here and, and North America? And we go, yeah, we're, we're okay, but... There's so much polarization on so many issues. We don't seem to be able to talk about anything anymore without somebody fighting about it. And we see inflation. I don't know what you paid for your turkey this year, but... Right? And the, the headlines just feed into our fears about what's the economy going to do, what's going to happen next, and that starts erupting in frustration with government, and we go, okay, okay, let's not even talk about that. Let's just talk about our own personal world. And the truth is, for some of us, our own personal world is tricky as well, a little bit difficult. Some of us have lost friends. Some of us have strain in our families, or we're grieving people that we've lost some of us um, have marriages that are struggling just at just about a breaking point. Some of us are dealing with serious sickness. How many know it doesn't always feel like God is breaking in? <laughs> and we come to a service like this today where the pastor stands up here in a red jacket and goes, isn't it great? Merry Christmas. This is the story of hope and joy. And some of us are going, Where? <laughs> Where's the peace on earth? Where's the goodwill to humanity? You know, last week I heard the words of a, a Christmas carol that we haven't sung today. It's called, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Anybody know it? A few of you, right? Most of us don't sing it very often. It's not, it's not a common as one. I sang it as a child in, in our church when I was growing up and I was a kid in small town Ontario. We, we sang this. Sometimes I heard the bells on Christmas Day. But honestly, as a child, I didn't really like it because we didn't have bells. And I didn't really know why we were singing about bells on Christmas Day. I just, I didn't get it. And I, I didn't really like it, right? But I heard it again last week and it caught me again. And the, like the, the first line is, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Their old familiar carols play, 
and wild and sweet, the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And I heard it last week, and I thought, I wonder what the story is behind that Christmas carol. So I looked it up. And that the poem, the words of the song, the music was added later, but the words of that Christmas carol were written on December 25th, 1863, 159 years ago, for those who are counting. And the author of those words, his name was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, and he was struggling 159 years ago. It was Christmas Day. And two years before, he had just been through such a rough time. So two years before, his wife had died when her dress caught on fire. It happened right in front of him, and he tried to help, and he tried to use, you know, a rug or whatever fabrics he had to try to put out the fire. And then he tried with his own body to put out the fire. And he tried so hard, and he tried to save her, but the burns were so bad that she died the next day. And he was burned so badly that he couldn't even attend her funeral. And he grieved deeply, deeply over this. In fact, he said that his grief became a deep depression and there were times that he feared that he would be sent to an asylum because he was just out of his mind with grief and and struggling with his mental health because of the depth of his grief. And then about a year after that, or a little bit more after that, you know, he had six children and now no mother for the children. And his oldest son, Charles, was 18 years old. And his oldest son, Charles, snuck away without telling anybody. And he went and enlisted in the civil war that was happening at the time in the United States, where brother was fighting against brother and north was fighting against south, a deeply painful war for the United States. And Charles went and enlisted without telling anybody, just disappeared and went and became a soldier. And soon he got sick with, they think it was typhoid, and they sent him home to recover to his dad. And he recovered, he was so sick, but then he recovered, but then he had to go back. And so he went back to this war that he had enlisted in. And when he went back, he got caught in some of the fighting and he was badly injured, badly injured. And you know, reports that come back off the front lines, they're not always accurate. And so his dad was getting conflicting reports about what had happened to his oldest son. Didn't know if he was dead or alive. Didn't know what had happened to him. And he had been shot. And when they brought him home, they, he was in the hospital and they brought him home and, and different doctors were telling him different things. And some of them said, you know, he's going to be paralyzed for the rest of his life. And this dad, Henry Longfellow is just about, he's just about had it with the, with the grief and with the difficulty and the pain that his family's going through. And so there he is at home in Cambridge, Massachusetts on December 25th, 1863, and he heard the bells ringing. He heard the church bells ringing on Christmas Day, those church bells that are supposed to be remembering and reminding everyone of Christmas Day, peace on earth, goodwill to men. And it was too much. And he wrote, and in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, Goodwill 
to men. Can I tell you that I heard those words last week? And I was caught by them. I felt them. I felt the grief in those words. I felt the pain of living in a world that is not yet made right. I mean, there's so much good in our world, but there is deep pain sometimes. And I just felt that when I heard those words last week. But Henry Longfellow had read the whole story. And he knew we are not yet at the end of the story. And he knew that Christmas Day was about far more than just a baby. The birth of Jesus was about God stepping into our world, pointing to something much bigger, pointing to a world beyond this one, pointing to an eternity, something much bigger than the time and place that we're in. He knew the words of prophecy that surrounded this baby. He knew about injustice being made right, that God would make it right. He knew about the words that said light would push back the darkness. And he knew about these words that said the in-breaking kingdom of God was coming into a messed up world. And so when I listened to that song last week, I cried because I heard the words of the next verse. You want to read it with me? Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And Jesus calls us today, like Mary, to believe. To believe what an angel said. To believe words of prophecy that are ancient from 2,000 years ago. To believe the unbelievable and to live our lives in light of that in light of heaven's promises, in light of heaven's priorities, to live our lives in obedience to God, in heaven's priorities, so that we bring hope where we go, and we bring rescue where we go, and we stand for help for the poor, and we stand for advocacy for the oppressed, and we stand for inclusion for those who are marginalized and healing for the sick. Listen, Christmas is not just about a baby. Jesus has come. And hope has come. And we are the ones carrying the spirit of Jesus now between his first coming and his second. We are the ones carrying the Holy Spirit and bringing light and hope and help while we wait for Jesus to return and to finish making all things right. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads at this moment. I just want to give us a moment to reflect to consider these words because maybe there's others that needed this reminder today. Maybe there's some of you that need a reminder that there's something bigger. Maybe you're in a moment of pain. Maybe you're in a moment of struggle. Maybe you're in a moment of just going, God, are you, are you there? I'm not sure. And you need to see God stepping in. You need an encounter with Jesus. Jesus.
You need something that confirms for you God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail. The right prevail. Of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And so I want to pray that for us today. I want to pray it for me too. I want to pray it for ourselves, but then also pray so that we can live in that hope and we can carry it to others. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill us again today. Would you whisper that prayer this morning? Come, Holy Spirit, and fill us again today. Fill us again with that Spirit of Jesus. I pray, Lord, for those that are struggling today that you would push back sadness and you would push back despair and you would fill each one again with your hope and with your light and with your life. And you would help us to hear the angels singing, peace on earth, goodwill to humanity. God, would you help us to look up from headlines and from all the other things that surround us, and even from the busyness and the joys of the moment, would you help us to look up and remember that there's something bigger? And that's what we live for. We wait for you, Jesus. God, we pray for those who are in need today, those who are in war, those who are in persecution, those who are in hunger, those who are under oppression. Lord, we pray for families. We pray for marriages. We pray for finances. We pray for the stresses of the days that come. And we pray, O oh God, that you would make things right, that you would bring to pass your promises. You would, bring, you would show your faithfulness again, and you would give us an encounter with you. God, fill us with your hope. And then help us to carry that hope to those around us. Show us how we can do that even now. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me? Can we sing one more time? Just our voices. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let Sing in exaltation.
Christ. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Yea, Lord, we greet thee. adore you this morning, our God, and we worship you, Jesus, and we thank you for your birth so long ago. We thank you for the hope that you brought, the light and the life that you brought into our world, and Lord, we look forward to you coming again, and until that day, we choose to carry the light of Jesus into our world. So as we go to our families and friends and various events that we're going to, would you help us to carry Jesus well into those spaces? Help us to do good, help us to love each other, and help us to reveal Jesus. And we ask this in Jesus' name, everyone said together, amen. Merry Christmas to all of you. Remember that if you want to give in the offering, you can. Next Sunday, those of you that are online, we are not having a live stream. We are only here on site. Next Sunday, we're inviting you all to come. We're going to have a waffle breakfast to start off New Year's Day. Yeah, waffles. God bless you. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next Sunday.